GetBeamer.com helps companies with chain logs communicating to their customers what's been updated, what changes, what new things they can use. They launched back in 2018. They're bootstrapped. They do about $55,000 a month in revenue and take $24,000 a month to the bottom line. Highly profitable today. Rely on 75% organic growth. The other is really SEO or very little on paid, less than 300 bucks per month. Team of five people, two engineers continue to grow about 2% monthly churn or about 24% annually as they look to continue to scale effectively and profitably. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Spencer Kuhn. He started his career in banking and is now a three-time SaaS founder for Beamer, Highbox, and JoinCube. He loves running Hyperlean Bootstrap B2B SaaS companies outside of San Francisco and has been based in Spain and Chile and uh, moving to Boulder, Colorado here shortly. Spencer, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So Beamer is your current baby. What's the company doing? Is it a pure play SaaS model? Yes, it is a pure play SaaS. And Beamer is essentially a changelog and notification center. Uh, that, that mostly SaaS companies can use to notify their users in-app about their latest product updates and get feedback. Mm-hmm. What does that mean in-app? Is this for like mobile applications only or is this more like it is like an intercom competitor specifically for their notification function? Yeah, it's typically for web apps, but we have a ton of customers that also use Beamer in, in mobile apps as well. So it can be either. So this is, again, if people are looking, like what are you replacing right now? For the customers that have started adopting you, what are they replacing you with? Or, or sorry, what are they replacing with you? Yeah, totally. So basically, it's a way for them to, with no code required, build a what's new or notification center to showcase their latest product updates. So that could be like new feature announcements. It could be improvements. It could be bug fixes. Uh, but essentially, instead of them having to develop it in-house, like you may have seen uh, some companies do, they can just use... Is Beamer. that what they do right now? That's what I'm trying to ask. Is that what they do right now? They do it in-house? Or what, what tool are you replacing? Honestly, the majority of them are just using email to announce their latest product uh, updates. So that's obviously like super inefficient. There's uh, issues with, you know, emails not being seen, the spam folder, promotions folder. It's not in context. It's not engaging, can't get feedback. So most mostly we're replacing that or like blog posts as well, where people host their, their updates. Interesting. Okay. And pricing wise, give me like average customer pays about what per month to use the tech. About a hundred bucks a month. Okay. We have three different plans, but the average customer is about a hundred dollars a month. And how do you, so what? And how, I mean, is the company young or old? When did you guys found the company? Super young. I mean, we launched it about two years ago. Uh, okay. So that's when we did an AppSumo uh, promotion, uh, which was kind of the first time we actually exposed it to the public. It started out, you know, totally bootstrapped as a side project that we uh, developed for uh, another SaaS company we're working on, Highbox. Um, and yeah, so it's just two years old. So, so let's start there real quick. So AppSumo promo deal, how did that pan out? Really well. I mean... I think we got it uh, being used by about 500 companies uh, just from that one AppSumo promo, which just lasts like two weeks. Uh, so it's a really good way to get exposure, get some word of mouth going. It's a really, it's a product that's really conducive to being product led because like Intercom, it's a widget that our customers will install publicly on their web apps. Um, so, so it's really easy for people to discover us just by using, like we work, for example, like we have customers like Intercom, Hotjar, Drift. So any user of those products will actually see Beamer in action um, just by using those products and, and many, many people discover us that way. That's how we generate a lot of, of leads. That Beamer price list on AppSumo was 49 bucks. If I multiply that times 500 customers you got from there, that puts, you know, that AppSumo campaign at about like 25 grand or something like that in total sales. Is that about right? Yeah, it's about right. But again, you know, those are lifetime deals. So that was a one-time thing and we've never done any lifetime deals again. Well, um, so this is what I'm getting at, right? So 25 grand, you know, they usually keep 70%. Other founders have talked about it. They usually keep 70% of the revenue. You get 30%. So you're getting really like 
maybe like five-ish grand basically to fuel some maybe development on Beamer. I mean, wh- why do the lifetime deal at all? It really just, it just jeopardizes your SaaS, like the key SaaS metrics. You can't like lifetime, one lifetime sale doesn't enable you to drive any recurring revenue. Yeah, totally. I mean, that was never a play for us that had anything to do with generating revenue. So the whole idea behind that was generating exposure, getting users, getting feedback and getting Beamer, our widget out there installed on a lot of sites and web apps so that people could discover it and could start to grow, start that viral snowball, mm-hmm. which is exactly what happened. Um, so yeah, and, and also like the the water the lifetime version that you give for that, you can put limitations on it. So like we have a watermark on there. It's an extremely limited version of Beamer. It's nothing like, like our pro or enterprise plan. Do you know how many now- of the 500 AppSumo lifetimes you converted to a recurring plan? Uh, yeah, probably something like 10%. Okay. 15%. Not, not super significant. I mean, the vast majority of our current MRR is not from those AppSumo customers, but I do think that was important that along with product hunt, uh, product hunt display, like those two things are what gave us for sure that initial kind of, uh, active user base that then people started discovering us from. So, so product that Beamer product hunt launched 431 upvotes, number five product of the day on August 4th, 2017. Do you remember what kind of user growth you saw that day? And I think that was our earliest beta. I think we had a version 2.0 okay. uh, that came out later on Product Town, and that was actually even more impactful in terms of growth. Um, so yeah, I mean, definitely that that you know that that combined with the uh, the AppSumo promo was what really started things. Do, do you, can you? Qu- I'm trying to quantify what you saw from Product in, in terms of uplift. Can you try and quant? I mean, do you have a general sense of how many maybe free trials you got from Product Town altogether? Yeah, probably around 200, something like that. I mean, okay. it was like quite a long time ago. I'm not really sure now, but yeah, I'd say around like 200 free trials from that. Interesting. So you would recommend both those things to any SaaS founders kind of first month startup launch plan, Product Hunt, AppSumo. Is that accurate? And if so, anything else? Yeah, absolutely. I think those two things were super key for us. And then, uh, yeah, I would recommend like cold, basically cold outreach to a very defined uh, buyer persona. So like we knew, for example, that we were building this for product teams and within product teams, specifically product marketers. So we knew that if we went and reached out to product marketers at some of the top like SaaS companies, uh, that, you know, if we did it in a very personalized way that we could probably get land some, uh, you know, uh, high profile logos to start, which is really key for like validation. And then for, in our case, since we have such a product-led growth model where people could see us in those products, um, it was like especially important. So, so I would say those three things. So I'd what recommend. was the title of the person you cold emailed at Hotjar to get them as a logo? Uh, I don't know if we cold emailed them specifically, but a lot of our the logos that you see on our site, uh, we did. And it'd be product marketing. But it could be anyone on the product team, really. It could be a product manager as well. And what? so can you use a real example? Can you name a logo where you'd know it was a cold outreach? Kind of that's how you got them? Uh, I can't remember which one specifically, to be honest, we're cold. Okay, but that's definitely okay. Some of the ones- yeah. well, I'm try- I want to walk through the steps on this so people listening can copy it. So what is the message? You, you find a product marketer. How, what do you, you go on LinkedIn, search the title product marketing? Well, no, but it's only product marketing because our tool, Beamer specifically, is a tool that serves the product marketing role. I, I understand so my that. Advice would be- Okay. What I'm trying to get is if, if people say that they want to sell to the CTO and so they're going to search CTO, not product marketing. What I'm asking is what process are you using? So you know, it's product marketing. Where do you go find a product marketer at Hotjar? Yeah. So you can connect on, on LinkedIn. Obviously we had some good uh, success with that. So find them on LinkedIn, send them an email or just connect What's with the them. What's the email sound can- like? Uh, basically just saying something like, Hey, 
you know, I noticed that you're a product marketer at Hotjar. In our case, what we would see is that these companies didn't have uh, an in-house changelog that they were currently using to showcase their product updates. We say, hey, I noticed that you don't have a changelog. Uh, and it's, you know, we're an active Hotjar user, for example, if we use the product, I think that's a good in as well saying, hey, I use your product. Um, and so I'm familiar with the fact that you don't have a change log. And it's kind of hard for me to discover what's new in your product and give you feedback about those changes. Uh, we actually just built something that could help you with that. Are you interested in connecting? Mm-hmm. Something like that. They say yes, then what? Their email in some way, then same thing. Similar message. So, so let's say you get their email or they say yes. Is it then a demo call or like walking through the funnel in terms of when they finally pull out their credit card? Yeah. If it's higher profile, then I would say it's a demo. But uh, so in these in these cold outreaches too, when they're not like landing on your you know content or whatever because they're specifically looking for what you are doing, uh, then yeah, I think a demo is definitely the best call. So I would definitely recommend you know having a Calendly, just an easy way for them to go pick a time that works for them, something automated. And um, yeah. A call from there. So between AppSumo, product time, the model you just, you know, cold email you just recommended. So how many customers today do you have paying? So today we have about 550 paying customers. That's all in the recurring plan, ignoring the AppSumo one-time stuff. It's completely ignoring the one-time lifetime deals. Yes. Okay, got it. That's great. Okay, and then team today, how many folks? So there's just five of us. So that's kind of one of our core values is being as, as lean and mean as we can. So SWAT, yeah, SWAT team time. approach. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So five of you guys, again, uh, you just told us 550 customers, $100 ARPU. You guys have passed a half a million dollar run rate, it sounds like then, correct? Yeah, that's right. I think we're about like 650K yeah. ARR. That's great. And and where do you see the majority of like your future growth coming from? What What's the tactic or the strategy? Yeah, totally. So in terms of like how we generate our paying customers, so about 75% comes from organic. So that's content marketing, which we'll keep doing, uh, SEO, and then just people like seeing us, like I mentioned, in in other products. So like as many like high profile logos that we can get where their customer bases are very similar to our, our ideal customers, like Intercom, for example. Um, just any, any like SaaS companies that sell to other SaaS companies, that's perfect to us. Uh, so like trying to get in with as many of those guys as we can. Uh, referrals, so like from our watermark, so getting our watermark in as many of our in-app widgets and emails that we send out as possible. Um, even on paid plans, like if we can, uh, and then ads is not significant. Like right now it represents about like 5% of the leads we generate. And I, I don't foresee that becoming like an important, important, important part of our play. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you, or when I look on Ahrefs and I look at some of the organic keywords you're ranking well for Beamer, obviously, but also release notes, product changes, product marketing books, change log software, all these are critical inbound for you. Totally. Yeah, And then another part of the strategy will be adding like complementary add-ons or products. So for example, we just launched an MPS tool, which is not, it's totally separate from a change log, but it solves a need that the same profile uh, buyer could have. So like product teams also need to understand if users are satisfied with the service overall, not just for a specific change. So we'll add many more complementary features like that too, so we can upsell our current client base. Yeah. And then when I go into your page strategy, I click the paid search tab on Ahrefs. Uh, you know, I see you some running ads. It says change log widget, easy to use and quick install, getbeamer.com, you know, 70 clicks a month. I mean, it is, it, how much are you spending on the, on these kind of paid, this paid stuff per month, would you say? I think it's like 300 to 400 bucks a so month. Small. I mean, very, very little. It's not a significant part of our uh, of our lead generation strategy, really. Interesting. Okay, so so you've done this basically, not basically, you have bootstrapped this entire thing. Are you guys profitable today or are you kind of operating right at break even? You're reinvesting everything. No, we're extremely profitable. I mean, so we only spend to get that 
uh, like 54K of MRR right now. We only spend about 24K a month. Okay. So we're super lean. So what do you do with the other 24,000 in profit each month? You just let it pile up in the bank account? Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're evaluating strategies for that. Yeah. We may at some wild, point. Like, wild to- yacht parties and Sp- Spanish harbors. <laughs> totally. In the med. Um, <laughs> not yet, but we may. Let's see. <laughs> Interesting. Well, so I guess let me, no, let me. Fl- we don't want to spend on anything that we're not confident we're going to get a high ROI on. So until we find those other channels, we'd prefer just to, yeah, let that accumulate up, issue dividends to our shareholders. Yeah. This is always like the challenging question because it's it's actually really an unfair question because I can say, like anyone can say, well, why are you making money? And then say, isn't that, a, doesn't that point to the fact that you don't know how to spend money to grow? But the flip side is, bro, you're profitable that you're making money. That's how you should build a business. So like, there's not like, there's all, there's a both sides to the equation, but you kind of obviously want to balance. Like, can you be highly profitable and also drive additional growth somehow, you, you know, using your creative imagination on different acquisition channels? Totally. And I think the barometer for us too, is like we, we three X revenue or MRR in the last year. And we're still growing at like 10% a month. So, so you, I sorry, you were at like 15,000 a month a year ago. So like a year ago, we were at like 240K. We were like 20, like we we're at 20K MRR yep. a year ago. Yep. So in my mind, that growth rate is totally acceptable. I think it's a, a nice growing pretty fast, but like manageable for a small team. It's what we want. If at some point that um, has a severe downtick, I think that would be a spot where we'd say, hey, we might need to invest in some other like growth strategies. But yeah. for now, we're, we're pretty happy with that. So of the five on your team, how many are engineers? Uh, two are engineers and then there's one like designer UX guy. No sales rep, right? There's no commission structure here. It's too cheap. No, it's like I probably spend like a little less than half of my time doing some sales, but we definitely have no dedicated sales team or people with quotas or anything like that. Interesting. What about, you know, obviously no churn is huge. What's, what's monthly churn look like? About 2% for us. That's also super healthy. What am I missing? I'm like, I'm hunting here for like negatives. Like I can't find any yet. Yeah. I mean, well, that, yeah, I mean, we, we like it, like for sure. We, we were working, like I mentioned before, on like a, a product before this and we saw this business opportunity, saw the traction, was getting the feedback. I think the key is it just, it solves like a very real need and we made it super easy um, to use, which I think is another like thing I would emphasize for other entrepreneurs is like making your product as easy to use as possible is, is really key. So who are your closest competitors, would you say? I mean, like some people will say like intercom could be a competitor because you can use it in a similar way, right? You could send like an intercom in-app message or pop-up to announce a new feature. Um, But the problem is that if you send a message um, on intercom's chat badge, you know, that typical icon bottom right, um, those messages just like get ignored because people are so inundated with automated messages from bots. Mm -hmm. It's hard to get user attention in that way. And then if you send a pop-up, that's fine. That will get their attention. But when they close that out, there's no history of those product changes anywhere. They can't go to an easy spot and scroll through a feed and say, hey, these are all the awesome changes that these guys are making for me that are making this product valuable. Interesting. Um, so yeah, it could be thought of a, as a competitor, but it's in my mind, it's more of a compliment. Like intercoms for the live you know, chat experience with your support and sales teams and Beamer's more for like announcing these, these product changes. I secretly wish when I ask someone like you a question like that, you go, yeah, our biggest competitor is Intercom, but like I use the product and it's like not a great product. I never open, like my users never open the thing and yeah, they're bigger than us, but you know what? We're profitable. We're bootstrapped. We're based in Spain. We're, we're a SWAT team and we're going to beat the hell out of them. 
We're going to try. Instead, <laughs> instead, you say, we don't compete. They're like complimentary. So nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you got to be polite. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. <laughs> All right, Spencer. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. So favorite business book, I think, would be it doesn't have to be crazy at work. So it's, we definitely try to apply a lot of those philosophies, like don't celebrate craziness, you know, don't celebrate sleep deprivation, try to work on what matters, not busy for just, you know, being busy. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Yeah, probably because I've read that book and many other books, Jason Fried. I just like his like bootstrapped, you know, kind of mentality, remote culture and, and just having worked on that for 20 years, I think is, is pretty, pretty cool. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building the company besides your own? Uh, I was going to say Hivebox. No, that's your own. I think we got anymore. So give me a different one. Uh, but no, if it wasn't my own, I would say Intercom. I mean, we think it's a great way for people to like, for us to like get real time feedback and conversations with our sales and support team. So we, we like Intercom. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Probably about seven hours. Okay. That's great. And then situation, married, single kiddos? Single and no kids, which probably explains the former answer. <laughs> Fair enough. And how old are you? I'm uh, 32. 32. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Uh, just to focus on what, one niche. You know, understand one niche really well, become an expert in it. I think that's key. And then probably also to, to buy Bitcoin. Good. <laughs> Guys, getbeamer.com helps companies with chain logs communicating to their customers what's been updated, what changes, what new things they can use. They launched back in 2018. They're bootstrapped. They do about $55,000 a month in revenue and take $24,000 a month to the bottom line. Highly profitable today. Rely on 75% organic growth. The other is really SEO or very little on paid, less than 300 bucks per month. Team of five people, two engineers continue to grow about 2% monthly churn or about 24% annually as they look to continue to scale effectively and profitably. Spencer, thanks for taking us to the top. Yeah, I appreciate it, Nathan.